Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefney Early and you are listening to episode 85 of the podcast. It is, of course, Faces and Places today and I'm casting an eye back over the activities surrounding Culture Night last Friday night across the county. I took a trip to Carrick and Shannon and Drumsna to find out about some of the events that took place in the dock, the Olive Tree Cafe in the Market Yard and in the Drumsna Community Centre. Don't forget, we are recording a live episode of the show on the 8th of October in the Glen Centre in Manor Hamilton. And it is, of course, as part of the celebration of World Mental Health Week, it's also the build-up to the county final. And we will be featuring a preview of both the senior and intermediate finals earlier that week. It's the Tuesday night and it is the 8th of October in the Glen Centre. And all proceeds from the ticket sales will go to North West Stop. Tickets are 10 euros and are available on theglencenter.com. Let's turn our attention to the meat of the show and we are looking at Culture Night last Friday night in 15 different locations across the county. It was a very busy night across the county and we couldn't get to everything but we did speak to a number of the participants and organisers in the dock on Friday night as well as our little trip out to Drumsna to talk to some of the members of Kyoltus in Drumsna. Melissa Culhan, you've just finished your presentation here in the dock for Culture Night. Of course, locals may know you more as Melissa Dorn, having grown up locally in Leitrim Village and gone to school here in Carrick as well as primary school in Leitrim Village. What's it like to be home and to be showcasing your work here in Culture Night? Um, it's brilliant. I'm delighted. And my neighbours came in and my parents came in and I was like, ah. I was just so touched that people came and watched and it was just really cool. Um, So I showed my film and then I did like a really short presentation just explaining how I made it and just going through the different steps. So yeah, it was nice. I got a few questions from small children. (laughs) So that was kind of nice. For the benefit of the listeners who might not be familiar with your work, tell us a little bit about, first of all, your book and your books and what the film is about and kind of what type of art you're engaged in. I had been working as an illustrator and I illustrated two books, Naturama and My Naturama Nature Journal, and they're all about Irish wildlife. So I kind of had my style, my illustrative style developed at that stage. And then when I moved into animation, I wanted to keep that style for my film. So my film's called A Quack Too Far. So you'll be able to see the trailer if you look it up. Um, So it's not available online to watch yet because it's in different festivals. How do you go about having an idea for a movie to actually making that into a reality? Um, Well, luckily for me, I just did a top-up degree in animation. So I basically landed in and the teacher was like, okay, yeah, what's your story? So I went away and just made it. And um, I knew I wanted it to have a kind of a dark undertone like the Brothers Grimm stories or Aesop's fables. So um, my main character is a fox and he stays true to his nature as a fox. So the second character is a duck. So you can imagine the duck and the fox don't exactly 
get on. When I went to college, um, I was able to kind of make the story and then develop it within the structure of the course. So th there was a lot of different milestones set out for me during the year. So I started in October and finished in May. So I knew as I was going, if I was lagging behind or going ahead. So usually <laughs> lagging behind a little bit. Yeah, it just I had so much support from college that it just made everything. I just could really focus on making it and I didn't have to I just wasn't on my own making it so it just felt so much better um to kind of to be supported in that way in terms of nights like tonight culture night where there are people who maybe haven't set foot in a theater in a long time or maybe even ever are in looking at various types of art including your, your movie how does it feel as an artist to see people come in and enjoy firsthand what you've created um, it's great. Uh, it's great when, especially when they laugh, because it's <laughs> supposed to be a funny film. I think what I like about Culture Night is kind of it demystifies a lot of things about art, so it makes it more accessible. So when I did my presentation, I just wanted to kind of break it down into small steps without getting into the technicalities of it, but just sort of to give the gist of how you go about making something, because I think sometimes people, apart from like engaging in art, everyone kind of has the capacity to make their own art. So I want to, like, if I'm ever talking to someone about what I'm doing, I try not to make it sound too complicated because I think that whatever stage you're at you can make something and complete it and then show it and the showing bit is also really important to kind of let it's a little bit risky because it's you're really vulnerable and they might not like it and they might hate it but you're kind of giving someone the opportunity to kind of come into your world so I think with culture night it opens up a lot of people to things that they can just really easily come in, see if they like it and see if they don't. And it's not like a big, serious, in any way intimidating thing. So I think the fact that it's so accessible is really important. You talked about some of the kids asking you some interesting questions. What was the, the nicest question, the, the most interesting question you got asked? Well, I have to say the gold star question was, can we watch it again? So I was like, oh, thanks. So, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think that was a nice one. That's always nice for any artist to hear. Melissa, congratulations on your movie and congratulations on being part of Culture Night. Thanks a million, Breathly. Up Leitrim. <laughs> Connor Lambert, you're here in the dock on Culture Night because you are taking part in the reading for Arignor—I can't pronounce the word—Arignamus. Ar some people say Arignoramus, Arignoramus. It's tomato, tomato. It doesn't really matter how you pronounce it, but uh, the Arignoramus, a play on on the term Arigna. And uh, uh, now you've got me going. My my brain is ignoramus. Thank you. Um, so as a play in those two words, this poor character, Conan Conboy, was christened the Rignoramus by his cruel uh, headmaster, teacher, Master Mulvihil, who uh, branded him with this horrible name and who also was quite a bit of a bully because Conan at school, which he depicts in the play, wasn't. He didn't know his onions rightly on a lot of things, you know, so reading and writing and maths. But he, he, knew, he knew plenty for him to get on, you know. Um, he reflects on his life throughout the whole thing and divulges his past woes to his beloved dear deceased stuffed chicken, which he stuffed himself the way his father taught him to. And he regales on his past, which 
I think it's just kind of another companion of his, really. His past is his is his friend, as tragic and all as that is. In terms of your career, obviously people will know you from n a number of TV productions, uh, Fair City, The Tudors, there are others. Tell us a bit about your own career up to this point. Well, uh, I started a long time. I started as a child, and uh, uh, forty odd years in the business now. Uh, I started with my with my family. Eugene Lambert is my father. He he was well known for playing O'Brien in Wonderly Wagon for many years. I think that ran for 13, 14 years, incredible amount of time. And so my first early experiences were in like studio floors and uh, film studios and working with my dad. We'd be on the road, we'd be touring with the puppets and uh, um, that's really how I started, kind of followed in my father's footsteps. Obviously, you would have grown up as a child watching Wanderly Wagon and the, the Lambert Puppet Theatre would not be unheard of in my world uh, as, a, as a child. Approaching 40, shall we say now, loads of fond memories of watching Judge and Crow and, and your dad uh, back in the day. Where are you now and how did you end up playing this character in this play? Well, um, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Sean Tulin, put us put Wayne and myself together. I hadn't met Wayne before. I had uh, known Sean from his Dunleary days. He had he's a, a theatre designer, and he put us uh, together. He looked at a few actors in the area, and it was down to who was available and who was mad enough to take on this this huge thing because it is like an hour's piece. It's a mammoth piece of of. Uh, of uh, literature to learn, but it's it's a lot of fun and it's been great sort of developing the character over the last six or seven months or so with Wayne and sitting down and rehearsing and fine tuning and editing. So it's been a long process to date. How important are nights like tonight where you get to sit down and, and while it's not a full production of the play, it is a, a rehearsed reading and you get to sense maybe what the audience is feeling and the reaction to certain parts of the play? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing. There'll be a bit of a Q&A afterwards. Hopefully some people will have questions or maybe even complaints. I don't know. <laughs> but um, it's going to be interesting to see the feedback after the amount of work that Wayne and myself, especially Wayne, he's been working on this for years. Um, but after the amount of uh, work sitting down and reading and, and fine-tuning, as I say, we put into it, it's going to be really interesting to see how the balance between pathos and the little bit of comedy that there is in it, you know, will people know when to laugh? Will they be afraid to laugh? Because they might be, even though some of the things, you know, the way Osiris can be naturally funny without intending it at all. And uh, But I think there'll be a lot that people will be able to identify with. Events like Culture Night, which encourage people maybe who haven't been to the theatre in a long time, is that a concern, maybe how they might react on a night out or maybe be a little bit quieter than you would hope? You know, it would be an honour to be uh, introducing somebody to the, for the first time to theatre. I'm I'm kind of used to that in a sense as as a puppeteer because I still work as a puppeteer and I I, we, I go around schools and uh, and kids have their first sense of theatre and I see that um, enthrallment on their faces and throughout the show and the reaction is always amazing. So yeah. I hope there are some people that will be drawn in as a first time experience. It would be great. Well listen, welcome to the dock here at Eric and Shannon and the very best look with your performance this evening. Thank you very much, Bradley. Good to meet you. End of Stenson. We had a bit of a discussion last week when we were talking about this. Nobody knew you played the Bower on. You kept that well hidden. 
it was something I, I don't know if a good player can beat the ball run my father the Lord of Mercy always bet the ball run and it was a natural progression that I would play the bar in the house. Every When we were young, there was nothing else to do. There was no television. There was nothing. There was Irish music in our house, and I bet the bar on. You know, all my other brothers just could play the tin whistle or they could play the accordion, could play the fiddle, but I just bet the bar on. That was it. How did you enjoy tonight? Absolutely. There was a wonderful audience there, and there was a great atmosphere. And for Culture Night, what bet they could you have? Everybody was in good humour. The people who were playing the music were happy, happy to be there, and just, you know, there were... No, I don't think anybody took themselves too serious. We just got on with it, and I think everybody enjoyed it. Can you see yourself uh, becoming a recording artist in the future? I, I just don't think. I, I, I think I'll leave that to one side. There's others who will do that, but I won't. Briefly, thank you so much. Thank you. Sarah Searson uh, what's your title now you're the director of the Creative Counties well I'm actually director of the doc but I'm going to focus on delivering this Creative Counties project over the next couple of months and it's a kind of an interesting ish- initiative uh, developed out of the doc but includes a load of other art centres so there I suppose in Leitrim we have obviously the doc here in Carrick and then in North Leitrim we have the Glen Centre and the Sculpture Centre Glen Centre does performances, a lot of community work, and the Sculpture Centre does an awful lot of work with community, but also with artists around kind of making and fabricating. And I suppose what's really interesting about here in Carrick is like 40 minutes down the road towards Dublin, we have Backstage in Longford, who are an amazing theatre, quite a big theatre there, who do a really interesting programme of events and also work within their community. And then 40 minutes towards Roscommon, we have Roscommon Arts Centre that's just had a huge, big development. They've redone their galleries, redone their theatre, their box office. And of course, they're in the heart of Roscommon Town. So, And then the other theatre that we're working with then is the Hawkswell in Sligo. And they're about or hoping to do a really big um, development themselves. All of us work with artists in some shape or form, but also with audiences. So there was this opportunity through the Creative Ireland National Fund, which we applied for about a year and a half ago, the doc did. The idea really was to get these, you know, we weren't working in isolation. We're all trying to do something really interesting for artists, something good for our community. What, What we decided was that we would do three projects. So we would learn from each other. So Roscommon and Longford, are working with young people. They've done an amazing project called um, Playmaking in Lubinaria. They're actually doing brilliant stuff with young people because they're um, getting young people to write plays, but then they get actors to perform the plays. So those children's words are performed by professionals on stage. It's pretty cool for somebody that young to have that opportunity. And they're exchanging those ideas. Then the doc here in Carrick are working with the Hawkswell and Sligo and we're, Hawkswell is leading out on a project that is um, about kind of a composition. It's got to do with Countess Markovich. It's um, working with a range of musicians and it's composing a new piece of music. And then our element of it is that we'll be working with a, a young musician called Stephen Doherty, who's super talented and he'll be part of the performance as well. Stephen will be here in the dock starting from, I think it's the 23rd of September it's, uh, and he'll be doing like uh, open trad sessions. So for anyone that has dropped played an instrument, maybe dropped it and wanted to get back into it. It's a perfect opportunity to come along and play with Stephen. He's really talented, multi-instrumental musician, and he's also just one of life's really nice guys. So that's happening here in the dock. 
And then up in Manor Hamilton, they're doing a load of work um, with communities of all different types of communities. Uh, they're working with an artist, Little John Nee, the performer. And then they're working with um, the idea of performance and what performance means and men's shed. They're working with a whole range of communities. And some of that will happen. They do an amazing uh, kind of performance on Halloween and um, a Samhain for the Samhain Festival. And a lot of that will manifest then. But kind of long term, what we're thinking is we in art centres probably do a bit of work that's hidden where we're reaching out let's say active age or we're working with people with disabilities or we do things around like engineering we do things around mental health we do things with all different subjects and maybe it's not always apparent so as a network we could probably make some of these things more overt make it more clear and ultimately I suppose maybe try and get uh, uh, sort of raise the status of what we do but maybe also kind of get uh, different types of investment into the art centres. So it's kind of an ambitious project. It's quite a lot of work. Uh, we have a new website just up with, uh, literally just launched about five minutes ago and it's uh, www.creativecounties.ie and we're on social me media channels as well. But, um, you know, for me, it's just a great opportunity to work with my colleagues and there's some really talented people working in the arts and um, being networked in with them is really good. So it's kind of happy days. Tonight being Culture Night and we're sitting here, uh, you, you've had a whole range of activities on here from four o'clock this evening right through till the close of the, yeah. the centre tonight. Yeah, so we've had, um, uh, earlier on we had M Melissa Doran, now M Melissa Cohen, and um, she, people will know her from uh, the book that she wrote, Go, um, Oh, Naturama, yeah. And um, Naturama is just this really charming book that really kind of grew out of her childhood and her love of keeping nature diaries. And um, it was a really big hit. She's just completed a course in animation. So she showed uh, her animated film here and did a Q&A. And um, she's off to Korea in two weeks to show that film. And that, that particular short film that she's made has been picked up by a lot of festivals. So she's just another example of the kind of talent that's come out of Leitrim. And then currently, right now on, on stage from seven to eight, we have a bunch of musicians who uh, include Rona Trench, uh, Carol Coleman, uh, Alec Crosby, and uh, Enda Stenson, and a couple of other people who are um, performing. And they're just kind of people that meet regularly, love their music, and love to perform and I was really keen to program it and I'm so delighted they performed because it kind of just shows the innate talent that's in around us and these are people who have very busy jobs and other careers and they're up there now on stage with a full house and then later on after that from nine to ten we've got um uh, a local playwright who's doing incredibly well, well is Wayne Dennison. And um, Wayne has written a play called Arigna Amis. And um, it's a story about a lonely kind of bachelor living up in the mountains with a chicken called Erlingus. And all sorts of stuff sort of unfolds out of that. And it's he's not actually, uh, the play isn't in full production, but he's got a reading with uh, the actor Connor Lambert. So that's kind of really cool as well. Then I'll be giving tours of the gallery. We have an exhibition on here until I think it's the 2nd of November. And we've been talking about the artwork there. We have a range of workshops, including um, a, just a brilliant woman from Sligo called Anna Leesk. And Anna is doing a workshop on how to best use your mobile phone for photography. So it's kind of thing. And she's doing that for adults and children. We have Vanya Lamerick Ward doing kind of a built environment around, kind of really in response to the exhibition, but she's using all sorts of different materials and people are invited to go in and add to that. 
and uh, loads of other stuff going on. So yeah, it's been busy, but very enjoyable. It's a, it's a kind of a night to be really proud of what you do. So I'm here at the Olive Tree Cafe in the Market Yard in Carrick and Shannon and I'm joined by Kleena Quinlan and Mark Murphy and I'm going to let you tell me the name of the band. Okay, I'm going to say it. So we are the alt folk duo called the Shrine of St. Lacton's Arm. <laughs> now, that sounds like a mouthful and a half. Where did the name of the band come from? Okay, well, let's see. It's uh, We're in Dublin Museum. I think sometime sometime last the year, the national the national the national museum and there's yeah there is literally a shrine to Saint Lacton and it's his arm, yeah. and we were passing and we said, "Cheers, that's a great name for a band." So no, we were, there you we go. We were going through the whole national museum, going, "Ooh, that'd be a great name for a band." No, ooh, this would be a great name for a band, and we came to that, and it's just like that is so cool. <laughs> so the very obvious follow-up question is, who or what is Saint Lacton? Um, he was a saint in Ireland. That's like I haven't done much research. Yeah. <laughs> We're not sure. Yeah, I think he's from Carlow direction. Yeah, somewhere there around there. There is a church. Yeah. There is a church. Saint That's Lacton, it. I think. We need more research in this band. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I think you're letting the side down here big time. In terms of the performance tonight, uh, how did you enjoy it? That was really good. I really loved it. Yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. Playing in the market yard is actually a really nice place to play. Yeah. And there's uh, later on as it got dark, the lights came on, and geez, it's lovely. Yeah, no, lovely the, spot. The roof it just makes it a lovely space to be in. And quite a nice little crowd here as well. I know it's lovely. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, and we're delighted they stay. They stayed for yeah, the for stayed. the whole lot as well. So we we're did so it. happy. It was actually yeah. getting kind of cold there, <laughs> so we were getting to it. My fingers were starting not to work. I was like, oh, okay, we better just you know wrap it up and let them go home. <laughs> what kind of music do you, does the uh, the Shrine of Saint Lockton's Arm play? Uh, we play, I suppose. Um, well, we kind of formed to. I write tunes. I write fiddle tunes. Um, yeah, um, I suppose we're uh, fundamentally we're folk. We're a folk, folk band. Yeah, I suppose. So we have our main instrument is Cleanest Fiddle, and I'd be piano generally the accompanist yeah. on guitar and piano, and sometimes accompanying on fiddle as well. Yeah, because so. we did we kind we did um, two films, silent films with live music together, with um, Nosferatu, and then we did The Hunchback of Notre Dame. So we wrote a lot of music for that, you know, and kind of got together, and and it is kind of folk based, sort of slightly improv. And then I was kind of trying to introduce the spoken word as well and some poetry and just kind of make it slightly off center and slightly, you know, sort of other elements to it rather than just folk. And of course, tonight it wasn't just the two of you, you were joined by a third yeah, nice yeah. trio in the shape of Colin Began. We've become very good friends yeah, with yeah. Colin. We yeah. uh, we got to know Colin from playing on a Friday night in Cryons and Carrick and Shannon. That's a bluegrass session. Yeah, so. so Colin, you joined this pair tonight. Um, did you get danger money? For my sins, I did, yeah. It was, it, it was in, like a culture overload almost. <laughs> I had to play a frog and then I had to be a speaking cat. Or mouse, <laughs> speaking mouse, yes. Yeah. So that was my role tonight. But nevertheless, anyway, it was great fun. So how often do you play around the area other than the bluegrass sessions? 
I think at the moment, I think we're a special occasions band. We've done, we've yeah. only been, we've been together as a duo for about a year or so. Yeah. And so, so we've done, we've played, we've played our silent films a few times, yeah. including we branched out recently. We're playing at a film festival in County Louth, and that that was great. And yeah, and we cultured night tonight, and we've, and we yeah, and anywhere else that'll have us, we're yeah, there. So, yeah, just planning, <laughs> you know, planning for the future and thinking, what can we do? Where can we go? So we've done um, we've done good good load of music. We do Christmas carols nights for three nights in Christmas, and we get Mark here, who's the resident piano player. He comes in and he plays all the carols. And we have a huge big sing along. It's so much fun. And then what else have we done? We've done. Oh, um, we've done we've done silent films here yeah, as well. Yeah, we've done him playing piano along to a silent yeah. film. We just try and do interesting things, you know, because yeah. we love Christmas. And, and the Christmas stuff as well. Christmas night is great. We have it becomes a sing song. We do up a book of carols. And yeah. everybody sings along. And see, now with the roof yeah. outside, oh, yeah. it means like we're, we have so much more freedom to plan events because, you know, if it's raining in Ireland, you can't plan anything. And it is quite small in here. So, But it's nice in here. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> well, listen to the both of you, to Clean and Mark, thank you so much. It was very entertaining, and I uh, hope you enjoy whatever is left of Culture Night for yourselves. Oh, we will, yeah. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks for having us. Thank you. We've made the short trip out to Drumsna, where the Drumsna branch of Kyoltas have been hosting a traditional Irish music, dancing, bit of a tea gathering here in the Drumsna Community Centre. And I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Claire Bohan and Fanula Maxwell. Girls, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. Very much. Thanks for having us. Uh, tell me a bit about tonight and how you got involved in Culture Night in the first place. I suppose we're both members of Drumsna Cultus, which has been here for many, many years, trying to promote traditional music, song, dance. We even had a bit of lilting tonight um, for young and old. And as members, um, we decided we'd have a night to celebrate all that's good about Cultus and about music in the area. So that's how we came about organising tonight. What's lilting? Because to me, lilt was just a can of totally tropical taste. Uh, lilt, lilt is, um, I suppose, instead of playing a tune uh, years ago, if somebody wanted to dance and there was no musicians, somebody lilted the tune, so they did a bit of a diddly-diddly-diddly-diddly-diddly-diddly-diddly-diddly-diddly-diddly-diddly-diddly-diddly-diddly-diddly-diddly-diddly-diddly-diddly-diddly-diddly-diddly-diddly-diddly-diddly-
um, musicians and um, schools there and we have singers and musicians from that and then we just have the Crossland dancers there and of course Edwina Gucky and the Shannos dancers we've set dancers um, so we have a number of groups that, that as well feed into the whole thing too and it's supposed we don't we don't emphasize that they have to be members of the branch we have friends of the branch too that come along and play so there's no forcing anybody to join as such it's all about the love of the music and if people were interested in joining where would they get more information more information. We have a Facebook page um, and also anything that's going on, we usually put into the Drums Na notes in the Leitrim Observer. Um, and membership this year is important. It gets in before December. And as Claire said, we, you know, it's about enjoyment really for us. It's not just purely flakiole orientated. Membership fees are very low. I mean, for a junior member, it's just six euro to join. And you know, to be able to, to go here and there and join mm -hmm. in a couple of sessions, you know, it's good. I think it's good for kids. In terms of tonight, what was the age profile at the, at the event? Oh, so we had everything from young musicians who literally started learning their instruments last week um, in early September. Um, so we had everything from, I would say, six and seven year olds up to 70 year olds. Um, so we had we had a great wide range, um, all different levels. Like you said, we had everything from beginners to the more advanced players who could knock out a few reels for the dancers. As well as that, we had some special guests tonight as well so we had um the crossing school of dancing who had a group of girls who came second in their dancing competition at the all ireland fla in drogheda and we also had catherine cullen who came um yeah. third in the under 15 channels dancing at the fla and lily crossley who came third in the senior channels dancing at the fla so tonight as well we just had those as special guests to honor their achievements and they performed for us as well which was lovely Seems like a really, really nice night. I'm sorry I missed it. I just got in at the tail end, but we have been busy darting around the county looking at everything that's going on for Culture Night. It's a hugely important thing to keep our traditions alive. So congratulations, girls, and the very best of luck for the year ahead with Kyoltis. Thanks very Thanks much. Thanks very much, Bertha. Thank you. And that, folks, is all we have time for today. Thank you so much to everybody who took the time to talk to me as part of the show. I had a great evening attending a number of the events across the county. I know so many people did with great crowds everywhere I was on Friday night. And I'm sure all the other venues were just as well attended. It's a fantastic night. And to be honest, every week in County Leitrim is Culture Week because we have so many different things going on across the county. Be sure to keep an eye on what's going on in your area, whether it's North Leitrim in the Glen Centre, the Dock in Carrick and Shannon or in Carrigallon in the Cornmill, plus plenty of other venues across the county. You can, of course, check that all out on our website at leitrimdaily.com forward slash events. And we would love if you would keep on top of everything that's going on with our help. I'm back tomorrow with In Focus, where I'm joined by Rory Sullivan to talk about the Cavan Leitrim Greenway project, which starts construction very soon in Balnamore. Talk to you then.